0: Well good morning everyone, we're going to continue our uh, post-Easter teaching series on living the resurrection. Uh, This morning I've got some amazing young adults with me, they're going to be sharing with us shortly, but I just wanted to frame up the conversation this morning a little bit about what it means to live resurrection life and why it's important. And if you... um, remember the story of uh, the account of Jesus after he was risen and there was these two guys and it's found in Luke chapter 24 there was these two guys who had uh, were walking away from everything that they'd seen um, and Jesus crucified and died but they were not completely convinced and sure about the resurrection and um, as a result, uh, Luke records it as they were walking away from the city with their faces downcast. It was like they'd lost hope. And, and then Jesus comes alongside them and starts walking with them on this road to Damascus. And then, oh sorry, Emmaus. And then there's, uh, he asks them, what's going on for you guys? And they talked about how they had hope that Jesus would be the one that would bring the kingdom. In other words, they were living with this sense of hopelessness. And so this morning, I've asked these guys to join me, and they're going to share a little bit about with us what it's like for them personally to be living resurrection life with Jesus in their personal life and the world in which they find themselves, and the hope of that. So let me introduce you quickly to everyone that's here. Firstly, thanks, guys, for coming. Uh, We've got uh, Jacob Stevens, Jessica Traves, and Caitlin Delaney. And these are just um, three of the amazing group of young adults that we have here at Pine River's Vineyard. And you can join their small group on a Tuesday night. You can check in with them later and find out more about how to do that. But um, these guys are all, um, you know, post-high school early working life, a little bit of university uh, for some of them, and trade work for others. And so um, I'm just going to handball over to you guys now. First question, seeing as you've got the microphone, Jess, you can go first. Uh, So Jess, can you just share with us a little bit about what living uh, the resurrection life for you means, just from a personal perspective? Thanks. Thanks.
1: So I I was sort of having a think about this, about what I would potentially talk about, and I've sort of broken it into three aspects that I think the resurrection um, really impacts my life in. I think in a real sort of practical sense, um, Jesus' resurrection or death and resurrection is a reminder, I guess, firstly of, you know, my own sinfulness and um, how flawed I am, but then also just the grace that is available to us. Um, and the power as well that is available to us in Jesus rising um, from the dead. Um, and then I also think, so, you know, when Jesus rose, he then went and, you know, spent time with his disciples and really instructed them and sort of led them to a place where they were going to be spreading the word to those that they came into and really spreading the story of um, Christ and um, and what his life and resurrection means for us today. So I think in that sort of sense, it's a just a reminder that that's our life now is to be a handpicked messenger of the word that's to good. the people that we're um, coming into contact with in a daily sort of sense. Um, yeah. So I think, and, and I guess that's just a real reminder of how I should be living my life every day. It's not just a you know, sitting in church and singing right. songs sort of thing. Yep a real practice and how you know every word that i'm saying and breath should be really um reflecting that faith
2: that i have um i guess
0: that's good thanks jess all right who wants to go next caitlin
2: what up um i think for me um well when you asked us to do today i was like I don't know what it means to me personally. I don't know who is Jesus and had a bit of a freak out and immediately put this pressure on myself to be thinking about this. And kind of as I thought about it, I thought, you know, the whole story and actions of how God sent his son to die for us. And then Jesus rose again so that, you know, he would take on all our sins and we would be forgiven. That whole action actually takes away the need for me to ever feel that kind of a pressure about my relationship with with God, because I know he loves me and I know he's chasing after me. I know he's only got good things for me. So that was kind of one part of what it means for me personally, Um, which is funny because I put pressure on myself immediately and then went, well, actually, the whole story really just demonstrates that there shouldn't be any. (laughs) um at all but um I think also to me um when I think about how God sent Jesus to die for us and um you know rose again um to save us for me it's you know it's just the most epic love story um i'm big into reading and like love a yep. story with a quest and it's yep. a bit, li- little bit nerdy and i don't really do the romance <laughs> stuff but when i think about this story it's the most epic love story and um yesterday i've been reading about abraham and how, how god had asked him to sacrifice isaac Yep. and then god said no and you know, that was God demonstrating that he's not yeah. like all, all these other gods that had been in culture at the time that demanded of the people that they sacrificed their children. Yeah. And He, God demonstrated to Abraham and he said, look, no, I, I don't want you to do that. That's not what I would ask as your God. I'm not like that. I love children, my children, and I value yeah. them and I would never want you to sacrifice them. And yet God asked that of himself with right. Jesus. right. I just think it's so epic that he would want to do that because he loves me so much. Yep. Um, So it's quite, when I think about it, it's just quite amazing, really.
0: That's great, thanks Kate. What about for you, Jake?
3: I think for me, uh, it comes down to an aspect of confidence (laughs) in that um, he literally died and then rose again for us. And he came back and said, do my work for me and so there's an aspect of authority that was given over to us and so it just gives me a whole sense of confidence and real belief in myself that whatever he did on earth I can partially do as well like Uh, that's the authority given over so there's a whole sense of confidence that's
0: great I love it so you know the resurrection of Jesus the living Christ he gives to us just a personal sense of life authority you know, um, purpose as well about our life and this overarching story of the fact that God loves us in in giving us a new life in in the resurrection. So now let's just Broaden this, you know, the context a little bit here. Let's talk now about like these guys that were on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. They were all downcast and hopeless. Jesus comes and walks alongside them. Jesus has dinner with them, and as he's having dinner with them, all of a sudden they realise it's Jesus, the risen Christ. And then um, they, the the fruit of that was, all of a sudden, these two guys were filled with hope, and then they ran all the way back to the city to tell people it's true god has risen jesus from from the dead he's alive and they couldn't help but want to share that with the world so they were hopeless and now they're hope-filled because of the risen Jesus. So when you're thinking about the world that you're living in, like right now, our COVID-19 realities, and even just generationally, the things that you've grown up in, the world that you're living in, um, let's just talk a little bit about how the risen Jesus brings hope to your world, what that looks like, how that's working out for you guys. So who wants to kick off with that one? Do we want to go with,
1: you want to go, Jake?
3: All right. Uh, I think it gives us a sense of freedom. Um, If, we, as you said, the disciples like ran back and started spreading the word and all that, it also affects us in this day and age in that if we are filled with hope, we've got freedom to go where we want. Uh, We ask God, like, where should we go? What should we do type of thing? And it comes down to in this time as well, like, even though we're stuck in quarantine, there is a sense of freedom to it in that, We get to choose and try and contribute more to community um, in that small groups can be created in that we can connect online with each other still and still have that freedom to be able to connect. Yep. Um,
0: What do you think, Jake, for your generation of young people, young Aussies, you know, do you think that, just tell us a little bit about what you think about Jesus. For your generation and the hope that he brings how
3: do you see that playing out a bit more um well, i think because of the social media side how it's so deeply connected in yep um it's going to be a little bit easier for us younger generation to be able to get involved with that straight away because like we're already on our phones devices whatever um so being able to be connected in that way is going to be pretty easy for us to be able to share that um, but just that personal connection as well, that's what we also need as human beings is to have right. that personal connection. So that's also an aspect to it. Cool. Thanks, Jay. All, all right. Jess? Um,
1: I think for me, like, uh, you know, Jesus says, come to me all those who are weary and burdened. And I think at the moment so many people are worried and um, a bit exhausted, I guess, of all the news and just sort of the constant right. on yep. sort of... Um, what seems like a lot of bad news. And I think yep. Jesus just really opens up a space for us to just, you know, kneel at his feet or come into his arms and be like, I can't do this by myself at the moment. Like right. I need you here. And I think that's for every generation. Cause I don't think um, particularly in this season, I don't think it really s- misses any generation. I think yep. everyone's got some sort of aspect of worry um, about some part of their life. So I think, person or for you know personally and then just in a broader sense um you know jesus is our great shepherd and yeah. helper and i think this is a really um great time i guess of highlighting that or for people to come a bit more aware of that that they have someone that they can run to um and take shelter in i guess yeah that's good so mm-hmm. just
0: just before you pass the microphone over to caitlin um you've just done some studies in biomedical science and now you're studying medicine what you know when you're thinking about your um you know career that's on the way and developing you know like in being a doctor um what is how is this going to influence you think your life as a doctor going forward
1: um that's a great question i think like i take so much joy i guess in what i see myself doing in that i get to partner with jesus in a healing sense which i think is so cool um but i and i think this sort of uh time you know when everyone's quite sort of aware of you know health and um the medical professions and such i think it's just a, a real time when medical professionals can really i guess step into that role in both a sort of practical sense in that you can really make people better yep. um, in a physical sense. But then also just, you know, we get to, I guess, be a bit of a beacon of hope in a, a way to um, the public in that, you know, we are some people who can do something about what's going on Yep. Um, in the physical. Um, so, but then I think that takes a bit more of like a spiritual, emotional role as well in that you can really make people feel a bit more peace and, um, Uh, I guess, just hope for that, you know, things will get better um, and that a peace sort of will come, which is exactly what God sort of wants for us. Or God is like great peace that we can find rest and um, hope in. So I think that's a really cool aspect going forward for me personally.
0: That's great. Thanks, Jess. All right, Caitlin, you... um, What's up? Tell us a little bit about your sense of Jesus, the resurrection, the hope of him for the world in which you're living.
2: Oh, sure. So not that big of a deal. Right. Um, (laughs) Well, when I think about hope, to me, I really equate that with comfort and peace, as Jess talked about. I think even as Christians who choose to have faith in Jesus, hope and hopelessness, it ebbs and flows in your daily walk with Jesus because, you know... We're not living you know in heaven right now, we're yeah. you know in a very different cultural space, and even just living with who we are and how we naturally sin so um, even though that ebbs and fo- flows quite a lot, it really just brings a sense of comfort and peace and I think um, particularly for the younger generation, mm-hmm. like we would all say it's a huge honor that we get to help lead youth and mm-hmm. so for me, when I am having those hopelessness days um, it's really just a privilege that we can come here to youth and on a night when we don't even think they're listening or interested in what we're saying or trying to teach them, yep. they actually come alive with questions and they have the same hunger that burns in them as it does in everybody else. So I think that brings a lot of hope too.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. So Kate, just um, your, your work life. Oh, yeah. You, you work in HR. I H- do. I work in HR. HR. It's uh, very exciting. Stuff. And um, just tell us a little bit about how, you know, the resurrected Jesus sort of informs your approach to your work and your work life.
2: Oh, totally. Um, it's really interesting. I the organisation where I work is very values driven, and they have a focus on helping um, vulnerable families and children, which is great because they have values that align with my own. And yeah. Um, But it's quite interesting, you know, the people who work within there don't have a faith behind them. And so I actually really enjoy even a really frustrating time relating to people through Jesus and just trying to demonstrate grace all the time because Uh it's not something people expect to receive, particularly in their workplace. So I think trying to constantly demonstrate um, a sense of grace and understanding that Jesus demonstrates to us every day has really i've really enjoyed doing that because i feel it's begun to kind of build a relationship with them that you know is different to one you would expect in a workplace that has expectations and standards that you have to meet and by certain time limits and there can be pressure so um it's actually been a real joy i think god's definitely put me with these this workplace and people for the moment like for a reason so that's good brilliant
0: brilliant hey so um we're just going to bring this to a close you know and one of the things as i'm sitting here listening to you guys um as um as someone who's maybe a few chapters ahead of you guys in terms of the life you know living life story Mm -hmm. um you know as i'm looking back and looking at you guys i'm just you know i'm filled with a really excite excitement in my heart and a sense of hope uh to see that there's like this um emerging generation of young people who who have met the risen Jesus and are now trying to figure out what does it mean to live with him and walk his kingdom in the earth and so you know as someone who's sitting here I'm just going I just want to like champion you on think I think you guys are awesome and then so um and i want to say keep going keep going um because there's also you know like there's younger generations coming behind you and they're even looking at you now and going show us the way lead us the way a couple of big things that came out of listening to this this morning is the themes of hope and hopelessness so I thought maybe we might just close if we could just maybe all take some time to pray each of us take a turn praying uh, for folk that are joining us this morning um, and just maybe pray uh, into those areas those spaces about um, hopelessness and the renewal of hope with Jesus so um, why don't we just you've got the microphone so you can start and then we'll just come back around and uh, and I'll finish off but um, so do you just want to lead off Kate
2: sure dear Jesus okay <laughs> um, Lord, thank you that we had the opportunity to come together today just to talk about everything that it is you do for us and just how awesome you are. Um, our words really can't describe, nor can our brains really fathom the absolute depth of your awesomeness. Um, but particularly now, Lord, where it's it's actually a really hard time for people to, to choose to connect in with you, Lord, to choose to actually live in the hope-filled state yeah. rather than a hopeless state, Lord. I just pray for your, your hope to overcome those households. Um, I just pray complete comfort and peace where there's areas of stress and burden. Would you remind them that Actually, you're there to provide everything they need. They just need to lean on you more, Lord. Yes. That you would just come, Lord. And Lord, I pray that this week, for those who are really struggling and in that hopeless state, would you come and just totally radicalize their life this week with something that they've been particularly worried about at work or with their finances or with their family or with their homes? Would you come and just shift that reality, Lord? And would you come and just demonstrate to them that actually you are the God of peace and comfort and hope and love and that you will always provide for them and that you see the, sta- the place that they're in and that thank they don't you, go unmissed by you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you that you are the ultimate refuge that we can run to, Lord, when we are feeling hopeless um, and Lord, I just thank you that especially today in this uncertain time, Lord I thank you that you've gone before us and that yeah. it's not uncertain for you. yeah So I just pray that um, you know everyone listening to this and our whole world because this really hasn't you know it's affected everybody. Yeah. Um, I just pray that they will really hold that deep within their soul that this, you know, a season of uncertainty isn't um, a path that you haven't traveled, Lord. Right. So yeah. I, I thank you that we have that strength and that um, hope that, you know, you've gone before us and you will get us through this as well, Lord Jesus. Thank I just you, pray Jesus. that um, the households in our local area will just feel a real sense of um, hope and peace going into this next week, Lord, as we start to um, you know, walk out of this hopefully thank you Lord. thank you
3: lord lord i just want to pray for each household right now that where there's hopelessness there is hope lord yeah. that you just come and fill their minds that fear would just go yeah. pressure would go and that your presence will just come and fill each and one of who's listening lord yes lord that whole households whole communities lord they would just have this radical mind change of not hopelessness but of hope of you Lord thank you Jesus Holy Spirit into each house
0: yes Lord Father we just um, you know we thank you for the account there in Luke 24 in Luke's gospel of how you Lord Jesus the risen Jesus came and walked alongside these two guys on the road to Emmaus and I just pray that this week for everyone that's listening and tuned in that they would all of a sudden lord be aware of your presence coming and walking alongside them and we just pray your kingdom would just open their eyes their heart to the revelation of your presence as the risen king for their life and it would establish hope once again and so father i thank you for um Just for uh, Jacob and Jess and Caitlin this morning being with us. We pray your blessing on them in their walk with you, Jesus, and their work life with you, Jesus. And just thank you for the gift of your love on their life as they lead even younger generations into the, the truth of what it means to walk with a living God. And so we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.